We're up to the bottom line. I didn't finish the sugya for some reason, accidentally. Chavdalarim at Beis, the bottom line is Amruchi Barashi Marav, Haisaloi Yeseris Vichotcha. Let's say the slave has an extra finger and you cut it off. So you had six fingers, you cut it off, so you go free. I mean, you, you cut off a limb, it wasn't a necessary limb. So the halacha is, Evi Yaitim Lechairis, he goes free. Amravhuna says it has to be that the finger was equal, uh, you know. On, on a row, if, if let's say it was coming out of the palm or something, then that's not considered a regular digit, then that's more considered a mum that you're removing. But over here, if it was a regular one, even if it was an extra one, but if it looked like a finger and you cut it off, you would have to, um, you would go free. Now, basically, the came out the entire sugya today until the Mishnah on Ahmed Bez. I'll, just, I'll, I'll do Rabbi Leibowitz style. I'll tell you what it's, what's going to be. We're talking about, you only go free if you destroy an aver that's shabagoloi, okay? That means revealed. If you punch him and hurt his, lacerate his, uh, his liver, or his kidney, you're not going free because that's, that's internal. The question is, what about the basin, the testicles? So they're, they're, an ex, they're an internal organ that you could see from the outside of the body. It's a if you actually think about it. So it's an internal organ that's visible from outside the body. It's covered in skin, so you don't see the actual aver, you don't see the actual basin, but... But the question is, if you, if you were to injure that part of the body, is it a mum shagal mum That's the entire of it. And then I'll, I'll tell you something interesting about the next uh, Mishnah. Okay, let's start. The Gemara says, Sabi de Nezunia, the Rabbonim, the elders of Nezunia, is a certain town, they stopped going to Rav shir. Now apparently this was like a public thing of not going to the shir. Now it's bothered Rav a lot. Not for personal reasons. He didn't care if they come. He wasn't covered. But when they stopped coming, it would make people that are not learned also stop coming. It's important that they used to have shiurim where the entire town attended. Once some people stopped attending, it affected the Tamatara of the rabbim. So, put them in chayrim. Put them in chayrim. For not coming to the shir, they should be put in chayrim. So, Hanuna went and he wanted to speak to them. So, Hanuna spoke to the elders who did not come to the Shir, and he says, My time, Eliyasa Rabbanu Lepirka. So, he asked Akasha, he said, How come, how come you didn't come to the Shir? So, so he says, Amrulai, they said, Amai Nesi, why should we go? We've asked of Chizda's Kashas, and he doesn't answer us. He doesn't have the answer. If he doesn't have the answer, then, uh, you know. Then uh, we have no. We don't need to learn from him if he doesn't have the answers. Now, what they asked that he didn't have the answer to, we don't know. But Rav Hamnuna said, "Okay." Rav Hamnuna said, "It's a weird back and forth." The 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 the, the ben in Beneo Beneyada tries to explain this back and forth. So he says, again, they they said they stopped going to Chizashir because they asked Chizashir and he didn't answer. So Amr he said to them, "Me me You never asked me." Now it's a strange thing because I'm not sure what asking Rav Hamnuna is going to help. They, they stopped going to the shir, that, that's all you have to know. And when he said, why did you stop going to the shir? They said, because we asked for his akashas, didn't answer. So Rafunna said, so ask me, ask me akasha. I think the point was, the Ben Benayod explains, what's the point of asking Rav Hamnuna? He was hoping they'd ask Rav Hamnuna akasha, he would quote Rav Chizda, and then build up Rav Chizda, you know, in their mind. So, okay, so this is the kasha they asked Rav Hamnuna. See, so he says, this is the kasha. The question is, if a master hurts the slave in the area of the body that's the bayim by the testicles, the question is, does he go free? Meaning, 
is it considered a mumsha begaloi or is it a mumsha befnim? Is it considered an internal organ and they do not go free? Or is it considered an external organ because it's visible? That was the kasha that they asked Rav Hamnuna. So, uh, <laughs> he was like, okay, didn't expect that. That was a good kasha. He, he wasn't sure. He, he didn't know. He didn't know the answer. So, Amrulai, um, these were sharp people. I don't think, I don't know how, how, uh, how nice they were. But they said, Mashamach, they said, What's your name? He says, Amrulai, um, Hamnuna. My name is Hamnuna. Amrulai, Lav Hamnuna, El Karnuna. We should call you Karnuna, which means like a person that hangs out in the streets. Meaning, you're not very learned uh, if you can't answer this kasha. They call him Karnuna. Not sure exactly why this is, uh, you know, it's the number one child they're asking, but okay. So, he goes back to Rav Chizda. Also, comes to Rav Chizda. Amrulai, Rav Chizda says, Oh, Masisa, Baminach. They asked you, Mafursha Braisa. Uh, okay, minute of chiz is like that. I know it's not. Now this is there's no mefurish brisa or mishnah about avadim going free if you hurt that part of the body, but there is a mefurish brisa about about saras that's relatable. The halacha is that saras does not you, you you're not tome if it affects a part of the body that's considered internal. Okay, so the mishnah over there lists. Esrim ve'arba roshi evarm shabadim. There are twenty-four tips of the body, twenty-four points where the body comes to a point. Twenty-four, kulan ein metamish michya, and all of them are not susceptible to tumah due to michya. Okay, meaning the halacha is the michya was a type of spot. Uh, it has some white on it. Um, yeah, uh, basically, the way Rashi explains it is that the michya. In order for it to be able to metame, you have to be able to see the entire michya at one point. Now, if it's over here, you could see it. But the points of the body, you usually can't see it unless you look, you have to look at angles. So all the parts of the body that come to a point are not metame michya because you can't see them all at one point. Michya is a certain type of tzaras. The halacha is your only metame, again, it's halacha mishmasinam or something. only metame if it's um, if you if it's on a flat part of the body because you could see it in one thing, but if it's you know if it's at the top of the finger, in order for you to see it, I have to move my finger around. You won't be able to see it on all angles. So basically, the kids are tips of the body don't have michias, and the question is, what are the tips of the body? So the tips of the body, Elohim, These are the twenty. Rasha it's boys the twenty fingers and toes. Rasha is naim, the ears. Rasha chaitim, tip of the nose. Rashakvi and the tip of the 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 Okay, those are the twenty-four. Okay. Now Virashi Dadim Shabiisha and also they add the tips of a of a woman's breast. Uh Ish even adds a man, even though men's chests are more flat, but even a man's the 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 you know the tips of the the you call it the um the nipple part of the chest of a man is also slope saddle, but it's considered a tip. Okay, fine. Vitania, but was this related to? This is related to Saras. Vitania, the Brisa adds, Bekulam Evid Yoytim Lecheris. If you destroy any of these 24 parts of the body, the slave goes free. Okay, fine. Now, this is the part that's the key. We had 24. Rebbe Oimer Afaserus, also causing emasculation. Now, emasculation. Means that part of the body, the part of the body that, that the brismila, that the, the, you know, the reproductive part of the male body. So Rebbe is adding afaseris. Now I could stop right here. I'll, I'll speak at the. It can't be the part of the body of the brismila, because that we already listed. That's part of the twenty-four. He must be adding testicles. So you see that when it's eved yaitzin lecheris, it's seris. So it's, this brice is pretty mafurish that according to Rebbe, if you hurt that the beitzim of the man. Of a slave, he goes free. Now, just to finish up this brisa again, the brisa listed twenty-four. 
Then Rebbe adds Afa Seirus, even Seirus. Ben says also the tongue. Although a tongue is internal, when you talk, you could see it. So he looks at the tongue as an exposed part of the body. So if you were to rip off the Evid's tongue, he would go free. Okay. Now, let's speak out the proof. Uh, back to Rav Hamnuna. So Rav Chizah said Rav Hamnuna, Rabbi Rabbi adds that a slave goes free for emasculation. Now, Seiris Demai, what's Seiris? Eli, the same as Degid, if it means you cut off the male uh, member of the Brismila, Hainu Gavia, that was already listed. El Olav Seiris Debeim, it must be Seiris Debeim, and this is a source that if you destroy the Beitzim of an Evet, he goes free. Stop. Okay, the end of the, that discussion. Now let's just analyze the Bryson. Again, the Bryson is interesting. The Bryson lists 24, and then Rebbe says Afa Seiris. So it means 24 plus the Beitzim. And then Benazi says Afalashan, even the Lashan. So it kind of sounds like the way it reads is that Rebbe is only adding Seirus and Benazi is only adding Lashan. So Benazi is Lashan and not Seirus and Rebbe it's Seirus and not Lashan. Okay, that's how you read it. Rebbe Ayma Afa Seirus. The way you read it implies Afa Seirus, meaning Dafka Seirus, but, and then Benazi adds Lashan, which means that according to Rebbe, the Lashan is not, if you rip off Evet's tongue, you will not go free because it's considered an internal part of the body. Does you say that? Mine says Rebbe Lashan. I'm just curious. You, that's, uh... No, no. Rebbe Lashan Loi? No, I'm up to that. Oh, oh, oh. oh. No, Rebbe Oymer Afa Seris. Rebbe is adding in the Brisa Afa Seris. Ben Azay said Lashan, which implies that Rebbe is not cool with Lashan, which means Lashan Loi. So the Gemara says, Rebbe Lashan Loi, the way you're supposed to read the Brisa, it seems to be that Rebbe is saying Lashan Loi. Or many, I have a contradiction. According to this, that means that if you would rip off an Eved's tongue, he would not go free because the Lashan is considered internal. Is that you? The Lashan is considered internal. Okay. Uh, so, Vaiter. So the Gemara says like this: Rebbe Apaseris, Rebbe Lashon Loi. So that means that according to Rebbe, a Lashon is not considered uh, uh, an exposed part of the body. Is that true? Or many? The Brisa says, Harimisha If the Kayan is sprinkling the Paraduma waters, now the Paraduma waters only have to part on, have to land on the exposed part of the body. Obviously, they don't have to go on the uh, internal organs. It's Piv. The sprinkling splattered onto his mouth. Rebbe Oymer Hiza, it works. Oh, so you see that the mouth, which is the tongue, is considered exposed. Chomar Milo Hiza, Chomar Milo not Yoitza, because it's considered an internal part of the body. So my love, I'll show you. So when Rebbe says Hiza, he says, he says, I'll piv, I'll piv is the Lashon. So you see that it's a contradiction. When it comes to an Evid leaving, Rebbe seems to imply that if you rip out the tongue of an Evid, he does not go free because it's considered internal. But sprinkling the paraduma waters, Rebbe says, if it goes al piv, al piv seems to be the the lashon, the the tongue. You do go free. You you are tahar because it's considered exposed. So is the lashon exposed or not? So they have to spray on the mouth. Well, it's not that you have to, but if you're sprinkling and it and it it gets in the tongue, are you yotz? Are you tahar? Rebbe says yes because he looks at it as an exposed part of the body. That's the piv. So the piv is probably Lashon. So it's a contradiction. No, but it has to touch something. So the Gemara says like this, Loi, al Really, Rebbe considers the Lashon internal. I, he says that if you sprinkle and it touches that part of the body, you're Tahar. The answer is it says Al-Piv. Al-Piv is not the Lashon, it's the lips. Okay, let me ask you a question. What's the Chiddush? That the lips are exposed? 
Of course, the lips are exposed. Everyone's lips are exposed. So the Gemara says, What's the Chiddush of that? If you tell me that it's the tongue, the Chiddush is that the tongue is considered an ex- external part of the body. But if you're telling me that it's the lips, of course the lips are exposed. The Gemara says, the same as Sometimes when you're upset and you purse your lips, like this, your lips go away. When you're upset and you're, you're, you know, you're pursing your lips, your lips go inside. So you might think that the lips are considered an internal part of the body. Kamash no. Okay, so we're now saying that Rebbe holds because he said Afa Seris Seris in Lashon Lo that a Lashon is considered an internal part of the body. Here's the problem. Vatanya Al The Brisa clearly says that Rebbe says if you sprinkle on the tongue, so the tongue is considered an exposed part of the body. Not like Rebbe said. That's a contradiction. Vaoid Tanya. There's another Brisa that also seems to add to the contradiction. We know that if a Bechar, a Bechar is an animal that's Ghost, it's supposed to be brought as a carbon unless there's a mum. What's a mum that will make him not fit for carbonus? Shenitel Rav Halashin. If a Bechar loses the majority of the tongue, and Rabbi Oimer, Rav Hamadabr the majority of the speaking part of the tongue. Now, that would only be true if it's considered an ex- exposed part of the body. If it's an internal organ that's not necessary for survival, why would it become puzzle if it's missing the tongue? It must be that the tongue is exposed. So basically, we have a contradiction. The Rebbe says when it comes to an Evid going free, he says, Afa Seris. Afa Seris implies Seris in Lashon Lo, meaning you do not go free if you rip out a tongue because it's considered internal. But Rebbe over here says that it's external. So what's the answer? The answer is, When Rebbe says Siris, he doesn't mean Siris as opposed to Lashon. This is how you're supposed to read Rebbe. Siris v'hu hadin Lashon. So according to Rebbe, 24 parts of the body, if you injure, he goes free. Add Lashon and add Siris. Okay? What does then Ben-Azai say? Ben-Azai said, Afa Lashon. So now how are you supposed to read it? Ben-Azai, Lashon, Afa Siris Lo. So, okay, so now it's a little bit the, the, the way the Bryce is. Uh, I'm going to reread to you the Bryce outside. You'll tell me what's a little bit, it doesn't really flow so well. 24 parts of the body that if you injure, he goes free. Rebbe Oimer Afasiris, but Afasiris means Loshon, yes. Sirus, yes. Everything's on the table. Ben Azai says Afaloshon, meaning Sirus, no, but Loshon, yes. What's Afaloshon? So Afaloshon means that he's ignoring Rebbe. He's going back to the original Bryce. So there's 24. I'm going to add Loshon, not Sirus. So it's a little bit strange. It's like you have 24. The Bryce list, Mishnah list 24. Rebbe then adds two. Ben Azai then says, I'm adding only one of the two. Afaloshon. Put him first. The way you do it is you do 24. He adds one, then Benazai, then then Rebbe adds two. Right, that's the normal flow. You have your original twenty-four of the Mishnah. Benazai then be like, I'm going to add Lashon, and then Rebbe's like, Oh, I'll add Lashon and Sirus. But if if the way the flow is, it's like twenty-four. Then Rebbe's like Sirus and Lashon, and then Benazai's like Afa Lashon, Avaloha Sirus. The, the, the flow, Afa Lashon, my Afa Lashon. The Gemara says, Akamaisa, meaning like Rebbe, Benazi sort of ex, ex, like ignoring Rebbe, he's going back to the Brisa. So, Ihachi, Nikta, and the Benazi Beresha. The flow of the Brisa doesn't really work well. It should be 24, then it should be Ben Azai who adds one, and then Rebbe adds two. That's the way it should be. The answer is, Tana Shemadil Rebbe, Vikava, Bishamadil Benazai, Vitani, Mishalis doesn't come. The answer is, you're right. The way this Brisa was authored was he heard it in piecemeal. Meaning, the author of the Brisa heard, learned the Mishnah, he heard from Rebbe both, wrote it down. Then a day later, he went to Ben Azai, and Ben Azai said, Afaloshon, and he wrote that down. If he was rewriting it, he wouldn't have written it in this order. He wrote it as he heard it, even though it doesn't really flow very well. Okay.
Fine. Now, we talked about before of whether a tongue is considered an exposed part of the body or an internal part of the body. Now, it's negea for avadim. It's also negea for sprinkling, right? Rebbe felt that if you sprinkle and it hits the tongue, you go, your tahar, Chum disagreed. So that's it. So the Gemara says, Amr Ula, Hakom Aydin Balashan Lidin Tuma, Tigali who ate Salasharetz. Everyone agrees that the tongue is an exposed part of the body when it comes to Tuma Sharetz. If a Sharetz touches your tongue, you tummy. Everyone agrees to that. Tongue is exposed for Sharetz. My time, what's the reason? The Pasik describes Tuma Sharetz, Ashayigaba, any part of the body that touches. Normally, you can't touch an internal part of the body. The tongue is an internal body you could touch. So everyone agrees the tongue is considered exposed for tuma. If a tummy if a sheret touches the tongue, you're tummy. Everyone agrees. And everyone agrees that when it comes to the mikvah, you don't have to open your mouth, right? Everyone agrees that when you go to the mikvah, a woman or a man, uh, if he needs to go to the mikvah minatayra, does not have to make sure the water touches the tongue. Because the tongue is considered internal. So for tumenta for, for, for sheretz, exposed. Mikvah, internal. Everyone agrees to that. Now we're going to explain it towards the end of the Ahmed. Even if I hold the water doesn't have to touch the tongue, the water has to be able to touch the tongue. So I can't have something in my mouth, like I can't have something covering my tongue. You know, I can't have like a you know a, a, a retainer because it, it's called bila meaning that sometimes something is not necessary, but it has to be possible. If you make it impossible, it's even worse. But anyway, okay. So but the kids there. Meaning, water doesn't have to be able to go into your tongue. But if, let's say, you're, you have something covering your tongue, that would be a problem. Even though the water doesn't have to go, but it has to be able to go. So in a case like that, means that, that, then the heaven will be able to... No, no, you'd have to have been saying mikvah-wise. Oh, mikvah I'm talking mikvah. So the point is like this. So when it comes to sprinkling the ashes, the paraduma, the, the, I'm sorry, when it comes to a sheretz, if it touches the tongue, it's exposed to your tummy. When it comes to the mikvah, it's considered internal, the water doesn't have to touch it. So internal for mikvah, external for... For sheretz, what's the machlekes linen tefila? I'm sorry, the machlekes is my time. Rachas b'sar b'mayim, rachman b'sar b'abray afkal b'abray. The the tongue is considered internal for the mikvah because the pasuk says rachatz b'saro b'mayim. B'saro implies an area that's exposed always. So for mikvah, it's internal. For sheretz, it's external. What's the machlekes? The whole machlekes, Rebbe nechachamim, is regarding the paraduma waters. Meaning, do we compare it? to tuma, in which case it's considered external, or do we compare it to mikvah, and it's considered internal. Rabbi medami le'latuma, Rabbanan medami le'latvila. So that's the machlekes. Okay, now what's the machlekes about? They're both based on the following pasuk. Let me read you the pasuk. The pasuk goes as follows. Ma'avitavayu Actually, I'm going to read you the, the whole Pasuk. You don't have it in front of you. I'm going to read you the whole Pasuk. hatar al Okay. You'll sprinkle. V'chitoi, which also means to sprinkle. B'yoyim ha-shvi. V'chibez begoda v'rochat v'mayim betar. And then you go into the mikvah. So the Pasuk starts off by mentioning Toma. It ends by talking about mikvah. And in between it says sprinkling. So the question is, draw a line. Rebbe draws a line sprinkling to Toma. Just like tumah, it's considered exposed, sprinkling exposed. The Rabbanon take that same word and compare it not to tumah, but rather to mikvah at the end of the Pasuk. 
And just like the mikveh, it's considered internal suzzing. So it's basically it's just a matter of who do you compare it to. That it's, it starts off by mentioning tumah, it has sprinkling, and then it ends by mikveh. So it's just a matter of who do you compare it to. The Gemara is Vihiza, Rabbi Mesavar, Vihiza, Tal Tom, Vihamashi, Vihamashi, Vihita, Rabbon and Savar, Vihita, Vihamashi, Vihibis, because of the Rachas Vinayim. So it's just a matter of which part of the Pasi you compare it to. Rabbon and Ami, Nidmilatoma, why do the Rabbon not like Rabbi? Why don't they compare it to Toma? Tara and Tara have Melef. The Rabbon say it like this. Again, when it comes to the mikvah, it's internal. When it comes to Toma, it's external. The question is, what about sprinkling? Sprinkling is like the mikvah, it's the purification process. Right? I, if I'm going to compare sprinkling to either tumma or the mikvah, I'll compare it to the mikvah. Mikvah and sprinkling are both purifiers. Therefore, that's the Rabbanon's approach. Rebbe, Nidmila Tefillah, why, do why does Rebbe not like the Rabbanon's approach? V'chibis begadav, hilfus aginin. The words v'chibis begadav separate. He feels that the, the words separate, the separating between sprinkling and tahara are the words v'chibis begadav, so it's mafsik, so he feels that you can't compare. Okay. Now, Wait a minute. You're telling me, according to Rebbe, the tongue is considered internal, meaning the water does not have to go to the tongue. When you go to the mikvah, you can keep your mouth shut. Wait a minute. Rebbe had a, a, a non-Jewish slave woman who was going to the mikvah in order to become Jewish, to convert, right, to become a slave, right, this party, it's a, a quasi-conversion. After he came, she came out of the mikvah, they noticed that she had something in between her teeth. And he said, oh, no good, you have to, it's a chatzitza, you have to do it again, but I don't understand. If you're telling me the whole mouth is considered internal, that the water doesn't have to go, what do I care if there's a splinter? So the answer is, this is what I said before. The water does not have to actually enter your mouth, but it has to be able to enter your mouth. So although you can keep your mouth shut in the mikvah, you still have a woman has... I say a woman because when men go to the mikvah, it doesn't really matter. Uh, conceptually, if we were going on the Harabais, you'd actually have to go to the mikvah. You know, now, our mikvahs are just... Uh, the, the, the laws are not as particular. Yes. Those that do go on harbayas are go to the mikvah like a woman going for nida. So the point is, if a woman's going for nida, they'll tell her to make sure that in between her teeth she doesn't have a giant, you know, like a bone or something like that. I she keeps her mouth shut anyway in the mikvah. The answer is the water has to be able to go if it's conceptually possible. Kidder of Zeres, Rav Zeres said, bila in bila makavis bila makavis. As a Rebbe of Zeres talked about how one of the halachas is that when you bring a carbon mincha, that the pasuk never says that you have to mix the flour and oil, but it has to be able to mix so you cannot use a vessel that that is too small that you can't mix I, I'm not mixing anyway, it has to be possible okay, fine, let's go to the next page now, just to finish up, we had a shaila of whether the beitzim, whether the testicles of the man is considered internal or external the Gemara says, it's really a machlekes tanoim it's machlekes tanoim, what's the machlekes tanoim? the Pasuk says v'karus. the Pasuk is describing karbonus and uh, that are apostle for uh, for a carbon, and it says moch v'katus v'natuk v'karus. It's talking about that part of the general area, and it says squash, crushed, torn, or severed. Now the question is, what part of the body of the animal? Let's say it's a bull. What part of the body? Again, if it's considered internal parts of the body, the halacha is that a carbon. Uh, what's that part that, where they remove? It's not really necessary, um, huh? Appendix, right? You could survive. It's not. It's not. If you were to do an a, a appendix uh, removal of a cow, is it kosher for a carbon? Yeah, why not? 
is only a problem when it's missing in a part of the body that's that's necessary, like the liver, kidney, lung, whatever. So if the testicles are considered internal, then they could be crushed, torn, severed, it won't affect your ability to be a carbon. If it's considered external, externally the cow has to be complete. Internally it has to be able to live. That, that's the difference. So this Pasuk describes four different types of ailments that affect the genitals of an animal. And So what does it mean? Kulan bebeitzim. So the, the, the first step in the review, the review this says it's all talking about the beitzim, the testicles. Meaning, review this telling you the beitzim are considered exposed, an external part of the body, and therefore if any of them are destroyed or in any way, it's considered a mum. So the Gemara says, beitzim v'loi begid. The beitzim v'loi begid, what do you mean? It, it, definitely, it definitely also applies to the actual makamila. The Gemara says, no, elakulun af bebeitzim, the review. So review this says it means that if, this is, if there's a, a, a damage either to the makamila or to the beitzim, it is considered uh, a balmum because he looks at it exposed. Rabbi Lezben Yaakov, he says, no, there's no psal at all if these happen to the beitzim because he looks at them as internal organs. Therefore, what the Pasuk is referring to is the makamila. So it's a machlekes tanoim. And what's Rav Yaisi's opinion? Rav Yaisi's opinion is as follows. Not to get too uh, graphic, but in a male part of the body, by the basin, it's exposed. Some injuries you'll notice, some injuries you won't. I'll give you an example. If, let's say, there's an internal severing of a, of a, of a, a ligament, whatever, so that it can't uh, reproduce, I won't be able to notice that to the naked eye. But if it's crushed, I'll be able to notice it. So the shaila is it considered in, internal or external regarding mum? So Rabbi Yehuda says... It's considered external. Rav Elazar ben Yaakov says it's internal. And then Rav Yossi, and he says it depends. If it's an injury that you could see with the naked eye, that's a balmum. If it's an injury that, 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 uh, that you know, surgery would require, but it's not, I can't, it looks the same to me. Huh? It ain't a mum. So if it's considered something that I would notice with the naked eye, it's considered a mum and it's possible carbon. If it's not considered something I would, it looks the same, it's just internally there's something going on, then it's considered an internal and it's not a mum. Okay. Now, new sogya, I'll run through it very quickly. It's very easy. Um, it's a very famous, we'll go from mission to mission. It's a very famous controversy that came from this. I'll probably stop the recording for it. I'll say the recording. I don't, what do I care? Okay, um, the Mishnah says like this, we know that uh, there's different forms of kinyanim. Now, metaltalin are not kaina with kesef. It's either deraisa, derabonon, it's a rishlakish, but bekitzer, what are the ways to uh, be kaina uh, metaltalin? So this Mishnah is talking about animals. So the Mishnah says like this, behemagasa, a large animal, cow or bull, niknes bemesira, is not niknes, it's niknes bemesira. Okay, mesira means you hand over the reins. Okay. But not with Meshicha, Mesira, because you're not able to be Meshicha, a bull. Vahadaka and small animals, Bahagva, by lifting up. Okay? Divir Reb Meir, Vervalos. Vacham Oimrim, Behemadaka, Niknis, Bemeshicha. He says, no, Behemadaka, not Niknis with Akaba, the Niknis with Meshicha. Okay, it's Machlegis. But everyone agrees the large animals are Niknis, Bemesira. So the Gemara says, Darish Rav, Bikimchunya. Rav gave a share in Kimchunya, a certain town. And he said a different version than the Mishnah. He did not say like the Mishnah. Rav is a, could argue with the Mishnah, but Rav said like this. The Mishnah said, a behemagasa is with Mesira, but he said, behemagasa with Meshicha. Okay? So Rav seems to be chaylik on the Mishnah. So the Gemara says, not only is Rav being chaylik on the Mishnah, which is a little strange, Rav is now uh, contradicting himself. Ashkechin Shmuel, Shmuel 
met one of the students of Rav, and he says, Amrlu, Magasa, Did Rav really give his drosha and say that you could acquire a large animal with Mashiach and not Mesira? But not Mesira, it's not. The Mishnah says not like that. So he's arguing on a Mishnah. And also, Rav, not Mesira, Amr. Shmuel says, I remember Rav used to say Mesira. He used to say like the Mishnah. He changed his mind. So the answer is, Rav is Taka arguing on the Mishnah, but he's following a different Tana. Meaning, he used to say over the Mishnah properly. He is not changing his gears of the Mishnah. He is following a different Tana. He follows the Tani, the Tani Chamoim, Zubazu Nikas Bemeshicha. Meaning, the Chom, he follows the Chachomim that say that Behemagasa is Nikas with Meshicha as well. Now, Rav Shimon Oimer Zubazu Bakbar. Rav Shimon says, no, even if Behemagasa has to be by lifting. Now, let me ask you a question. How do you lift a cow? They don't have machines. You see, nowadays you have machines. Even a pulley system would be very, very difficult. So the Gemara says, Masculor of Yosef, El Meata, if you tell me that according to Rav Shimon, you could only acquire a large animal through Hagba, through lifting up pill, an elephant, the Rav Shimon, how are you going to acquire an elephant? You pick up an elephant, how are you going to do it for? Even with a pulley system, it's very, very difficult. So, a couple of answers. Amalei Abai Bechalipin. Abai says, Chalipin uh, still an option. <laughs> You're right, Hagba would be impossible. You do Chalipin. Okay. Inami Seichas Mekayma, or you rent the space, right? You, meaning you rent the land that it's on. He feels that Mashiach is not a legitimate way of being kind of a large animal. It's not enough of an active acquisition. You need more bailus. So you need to lift it up. The problem is you can't lift up a cow, an elephant. So one option is uh, one option is chalipin. Um, Second option is rent the space. And then uh, it's part of Seicher, uh, Seicher's Mekami, then the, the, the Chatzar's Kaina. So rent the Chatzar, and then uh, you get the animal on it. Which, by the way, all these Kiyanam, we do this for Mechir's Chametz. We, we do Chalip, and we do Seicher's Mekayim, we do Stimsa, all the time. Rav Zeyra Omar, Rav Zeyra Omar, maybe Arba Kalim and Nichan Tachas Raglov. Rav Zeyra says, here's what you do. You place the elephant, um, uh, you place, you take four vessels, and place them under the elephant's feet. So therefore, you're doing hagba because it's uh, it's it's standing on your items. So the Gemara says uh, it's actually it's not actually hagba. It's actually more. It, it, Rashi says um, maybe arba kalim dekani lekalev, meaning oh, so you acquire the kalim and then it's considered like chutzur kainim. You don't even have to actually rent the whole chutzur. You could just be rent as long as I acquire my pots. He's standing on my pots, so I get. It. Now the problem is Shamina, Caleb Shalakh, Bishus Maikh Kanalakh. The problem is, so it's it's your I'm buying the elephant from you. It's your backyard. So I can buy you rent your backyard. You don't want to rent your backyard. So I said this. Okay, fine. I'll take two four stools, put them down. They're my stools. He'll stand on the stool, so he's on my domain. The problem is my stools are in your chutzer. It's a shaila of whether you can have Kalim of another person work as a chutzer in someone else's chutzer. So you're telling me that it works? So Hakamayaskina Basimta. The answer is, we're not talking about an area where it's a backyard. Simta means it's like a caramelist. It's not really owned by it. It's like a park. You're right. If it was your backyard, it wouldn't work. It's a simta. Last answer. Bechavile zemuris. Inam bechavile zemuris. The case is where uh, you have chavile uh, zemuris is bundles of vines. Now, what does this mean? Very, very kitsa. And I'll tell you, there's a shikal controversy. Very, very kitsa. So Rashi says, you have the animal stand on the bundles of vines. It's just another etza. Taisus doesn't like this, because Taisus says, we've already given the options of standing on it. It seems to be a different, uh, when the Gemara wants an alternative. So you know what Rabbeinu Meshulam says, Rabbeinu Meshulam says, here's what you do. You take the vines, you put it in front of the animal, and the animal will jump to it. 
This was a shtickle controversy that uh, Nelson Slifkin got himself in a lot of trouble because he wrote an article saying that Alpi Science, Tysus is basically saying that the elephant, you'll hold up the, the vines and the elephant will jump to it. He's going to lift himself up. Based on our science, elephants cannot jump. So he said that Tysus didn't, never saw an elephant. There were no elephants in, 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 in the Bali Tysus area. Um, and it gets into the Shaila, you know, you're messing with Tysus, you're not going to win. But the point is, this was a very controversial Tysus because Tysus seems to indicate that there is jumping. Our elephants don't jump. I don't know what the elephants were like 2,000 years ago. The kids, are, that, that was, that was a, a, you know, a big uh, controversy. I'll stop here.